Good morning, Waker and Wolverines. This is your host again, back to Subi Sankar. Today, to talk to you about Chapter 13 in the Emska publication book, Agricultural Region. So, let's get started, folks. The first point I'm going to be analyzing today in the Emsco publication book, chapter 13, is mixed farming. Mixed farming and livestock farming is an integrated system common in developed regions such as the the Midwestern United States, Northern European Canada, but also has diffused to many parts of the world. On these farms, majority of the crops raised are fed directly to livestock. The livestock is fattened on these grains for eventual slaughter or on or the grains are fed to the dairy co- cows okay so after reading this one able one personal thing i was able to analyze is that mixed farming is has more benefits that are reaped in comparison to cons this is because mixed farming turns over the soil thus helping agriculture and not ruining the soil thus giving it a chance to uh, change in in accordance to the seasonal and environmental alteration. In addition to that, um, like farming, mixed farming often depends on factors such as weather patterns, market prices, uh, political stability, technological developments, and all that. With this now, though, farmers c- can choose a different enterprises and save resources by interchanging them on the farm. This means that one year they could do crops such as corn, while the other following year they could do another crop such as radishes. I believe that agriculture is very important because it helps sustain the population. While the population will grow with or sorry, exponentially while the agriculture grows arithmetically according to Malthus's theory, which we learned in our previous unit. I believe that agriculture is still important because it provides us our everyday food. We also learned about intercropping in school. Another thing I believe is that multi-cropping, for instance, is when a farmer grows two or more crops in the same field. I believe that this was a key fact during the Industrial Revolution, potato famine in the Agricultural Revolution, because this is when they started utilizing all those ideas in order to be cost efficient. My connection is what I learned in Humanities. As mentioned numerous times, humanity correlates strongly with AP Human Geography. For instance, in the beginning of the year, we learned about neocolonialism. And in fact, we're learning about neocolonialism right now and how big of a role it played in Africa. In fact, British and French played a key role in this factor, or were a key factor in this role, I'm sorry. Neocolonialism is the use of economic, political, and social pressures pressures to control former colonies that can be one way to describe the current state of global food distribution this is the last stage of imperialism and this was found a lot in the 1800s in africa
My second point of analysis today is the impact of land and climate on agriculture. Land and climate play an important role in agriculture because it is the deciding factor of how the crop is going to grow, where it's going to grow, how much production it's going to make, and what kind of crop it is. Because, of course, there are many different types of crops. Just in corn for the, or pepper, bell peppers, there's green bell pepper, there's red bell peppers, there's small ones, there's big ones, they're sweet, they're sour, they're juicy. It all varies based on the location and what situations they're put in. A slight change in soil conditions, mean temperature, growing session, moisture, and latitude position can severely hinder the production of a crop. For instance, let's take corn. Corn is a very popular vegetable. It is mostly grown and imported from Mexico. This is because corn needs to grow in a dry, in a not dry but very hot location and mexico is able to sustain that yet if the same thing was placed in greenland it would not be able to survive at all because of the severe alterations of conditions I was able to make was something else I learned in humanities, which was the difference between intensive and extensive commercial. The main thing is the location. This is because the location of an intensive commercial is usually near urban centers or transportation hubs, while on the other hand, extensive commercials are usually located near transportation centers with access to processing centers. Another one would be the inputs. This I was able to learn through the AMSCO publication book, which told me that for intensive commercials, large amounts of labor and machinery are often needed, while on the other hand, extensive commercial only requires a minimum amount because it is not utilized as much as intensive. If I were to draw a book cover for this chapter, chapter 13 in the AMSCO publication book, I would write agriculture and I would spell all the letters out utilizing food and livestock such as the dot of the eye using a hamburger and the eye line using corn. I would use the O or any letters I could to represent countries or like its history. For instance, O, I could draw Africa instead, the continent and I could show how it was related and correlated to colonialism and neocolonialism. So folks, this is your special speaker, Subi, signing off. And the catchphrase of the day is, advantage agriculture in its relative regions. helped me learn so much about land, the regions that I use it, how it's decided, the industries, the land use, and how food, while we just know it as eating it like McDonald's, there's so much that goes behind it and the history of it that was so fascinating to learn. While I already previously learned about it, there was so much more that I learned, such as the inputs of intensive and extensive commercial it's 
substance. In addition to that, my favorite part of this AMSCO publication book was learning the vegetable farming on the two skills just because I was able to compare them. And in like recent there's a lot of home created products in comparison to agribusiness. And it was interesting seeing how they compared and what made them unique and differentiated it because I've always heard about it and I wondered about it, but finally I was able to see it and comprehend it way better. So thank you so much for listening and make sure to sign on next week where we'll be talking about chapter 14 in the AMSCO publication book with special Subi. The three finalists for the catchphrase of this week were coolness of climate, climate contributes to crops, and supply chains help make money rain. Thank you for signing on and make sure to join us next week in this podcast. Bye guys!